Hey there, Restaurant Pros, it's David Scott Peters, and welcome to episode 68 of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003, and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom from your restaurant, and the financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Today, I want to talk about one of the biggest challenges facing any restaurant today, and that's how to control your labor costs in a market where wages are high, restaurant owners fear losing people, and where managers for decades have been mistakenly been told to bring more people in and send them home when you're slow. Plus, I'll go take a deeper dive into two systems that can immediately reduce your labor cost. Let's get started. But first, a word from our sponsor. We all know managing costs is one of the most important parts of running a profitable restaurant, especially now. But between fluctuating vendor prices, waste, labor, and the never-ending list of tasks that demand your attention on a daily basis, it can be challenging for even the most experienced of us to manage costs well. That's where Margin Edge comes in. Margin Edge is a complete restaurant management software that automatically uses data from your POS and invoices to show you food and labor costs in real time. Don't wait until it's too late. Margin Edge gives you tools to make decisions in the moment, like a daily P&L, price alerts on key ingredients, and real-time plate costs, all without ever having to touch a spreadsheet. Take control of your costs, work more efficiently, and be more profitable. Go to www.marginedge.com forward slash DSP to learn more and schedule your demo today. Labor costs are a real challenge for restaurants that want to make money. Restaurant owners have to battle with rising minimum wage. Do you remember when $15 minimum wage was, oh my gosh, $15 minimum wage is coming, it's going to destroy the industry. Well, do you know that Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles in California is proposing a $22 minimum wage? Well, forget about that. I mean, just think about it. You've got to battle this high wage. Restaurant owners have to battle what? Hourly wages are going up based on competition, right? Forget about $15 minimum wage and that 22 doesn't sound that scary in your kitchen, does it? Because most of us, well, you're probably 16, 17, 18, $20 per hour in order to attract and keep a cook today because the labor shortage is real. You have to battle wanting to have, basically give the best service possible. And we've been trained, trained decade after decade that if you want to have great service, put more people on. Unfortunately, that's not the right answer. You have to battle fear, fear of working your people too hard because you're going to lose them. Again, there's a labor shortage. What if I push people? What if I ask them to do too much and I lose them? I don't have people to replace them with. You have to battle managers who don't pay attention, who sit in the office and don't look at your sales by half hour by half hour to see that the restaurant may be full, but you have only done $500 in sales in the last hour because people are on coffees and desserts and they should have been putting people onto side work by now. You have to battle labor laws. Again, let's use California as an example. You know, if you're going to schedule somebody or bring them in, you have to bring them in for a minimum four hours. There are no two-hour, one-hour shifts. You bring them in, you want to send them home in an hour, you're going to cost you four hours. That's the law. So what is a restaurant owner to do? How can you give good service, keep your team happy, and make money? Well, it starts with a budget. Why do I say that? 
Now, if you've been following me for any length of time, I say the two most important systems any restaurant should have are budgets and recipe costing cards. Why? Because budgets and recipe cards are proactive tools. So to take that theme of proactive tools, we're going to throw something out the window and that's called an industry average. We're not going to run our labor to an industry average. That happens all too often where you say, hey, it's 32%, 33% because you read it in a magazine article. You saw it on a TV show. You had a consultant, a coach, a somebody tell you, oh, well, your labor cost should be 33%. It couldn't be any further from the truth. Because the truth of the matter is, based on your prime cost, total cost of goods sold, plus total labor costs, including taxes, benefits, insurance, you may run higher labor and lower cost of goods sold and vice versa, because we're trying to get that 55% prime cost or under, depending on where your volumes are. Now, with that said, the other part with the budget is, all too often, even if we come up with a number, let's say your number is supposed to be 33%. What if it's supposed to be 22? Doesn't matter. But let's say it's 33%. Well, we use this 33% number all the way through 12 months a year. You know, with the budget, you're going to find that you have months where you have, well, minimum staffing levels. Your labor percentage is going to be higher. It might be 40% because you're keeping people working. Your salaried managers are chewing up all your money and you have minimum staffing. One cook, one server. You get the, get the picture and it's going to be a higher labor cost percentage. But when you get into season, your labor targets are going to be so low because we pay our managers the same amount of money. So their percentage of sales becomes lower and we reach what we call maximum efficiencies. I couldn't add another cook. I have money, but I don't have a station for them. I couldn't add another server. I, I could, I have the money for it, but I don't have enough tables. And so all of a sudden your customers start to manage your efficiency. And your labor cost drops like a rock because everybody comes in at the same time. Everybody leaves at the same time because you're busy the whole time. So you've got to have a budget in order to combat higher labor costs. Now, I'm all going to tell you during that budgeting process, I do something called a down and dirty dollars per labor hour worked efficiencies. So what it is, is I may look at your, your budget and look at the dollar amount that you're going to spend, say next month, the first month of your budget, let's just call it that doesn't matter when you start the budget. You can start on July, August, September, January, doesn't matter. So the first month of, the, of our template, we look at the dollar amount that we're going to spend in a position. Let's call it cooks. And then I'm going to divide that by what? The, the average hourly wage for cooks. That's going to tell me how many hours I have. I take those hours, divide that into food sales only because that's all they touch. They don't produce bottled beer, draft beer, wine, or liquor. And I come up with a dollars per labor hour worked. And let's say we come up with $150 per man hour worked. <clears throat> so if there's a cook on the line, just one, we're going to do $150 in an hour. If there's two cooks on the line, we do $300. You get the picture. So it's per body, per hour, what we're going to generate. Well, let's call it $150 per labor hour worked. And then we're going to look at your average ticket per person and how much of that is just food based on your sales percentage. If you do 80% food, we take 80% of that average ticket from your point of sale system. And let's say we come up with $25 as the average ticket per person food only. Well, if I divide that into 150, what is that? That's six, six items an hour. Now there's some flexibility there, you know, items, entrees, don't know. Like it's not a perfect science, but it's pretty close because only 25% of your customers actually order a secondary item, an appetizer or a dessert. So the fact of the matter is it kind of translates pretty well. And all of a sudden you look at that and say six items an hour. 
That doesn't sound busy. No, when you're crushing it, you're doing 20, 25 items an hour. You are really humping and getting things out there. And oh, by the way, this does include opening the restaurant, side work, no, no, no sales. Closing the restaurant, side work, no sales. But those are small hours when you look at a full day. And so our goal is to look at it and go, man, we have opportunity to reduce our labor costs in the budgeting process because we're being inefficient. We go position by position by position. You want to control your labor costs. You need to be using scheduling software. Yes, you can write a schedule and put it up on the board, but you need scheduling software so you can see your sales, your hours, and the dollar amount you're about to spend before you schedule and as we track. To control your labor costs, you've got to basically do this. Go into next week on budget. So what do I mean by that? Well, I teach a system called the Restaurant Payroll Guardian. I used to call it the labor allotment system. It is a labor allotment. It is where we are literally saying how much money we can spend next week to be on budget. But I go one step further and tell you how many hours you have to spend by position. So this is important. Why? We want to go into the week on budget. We want to look at those efficiencies and say, how can I make it that I schedule, that I put my pinky toe in the weeds? I'm not in the weeds, but I put my pinky toe in the weeds because that's when my my guests get the best service possible. Because instead of the servers and bartenders and everybody playing grab ass with each other, paying attention to each other, they're busy enough that they can only pre-bust tables, take orders, take care of the guests, deliver, clear. They're focused on the guests. They're guest-centric. When I have too many people, what do they do? They play grab ass. So that efficiencies by bringing, putting my pinky toe in that water, right? Just right on the edge of the weeds, I can give better service and save money. To combat labor costs, to bring them down, you've got to hold your managers accountable to that budget. Remember those labor hours? Remember the scheduling software? If I have scheduling software, I basically can use templates and what have you and and write my schedule, simply drag and drop people in there. Because I can have templates for a $60,000 week, $100,000 week, whatever it may be. But then I have my budget, the restaurant payroll guardian. And I put them side by side and I find that I had scheduled 364 hours in the kitchen, but my budget only allows 350. Now it's my kitchen manager's or chef job to trim those 14 hours without giving up guest satisfaction, without cutting, cutting service levels. And it can be done because it could be four cooks 15 minutes later in the daytime, four cooks 15 minutes later in the evening. That's one hour a day. Oh, one hour a morning, one hour, an evening, seven days a week, 14 hours, how quickly we can start to see that stagger starting and bringing people in when I need them instead of the whole day can have a huge impact. You want to combat labor, you have to look at your labor costs by day and dollars per labor hour worked. That means what? It means when I write that schedule, I start to look at each day and I see my efficiencies. Now this can be misleading because there are days that I may have bad efficiencies. I've got all this prep work that's being done on Monday. I had my ass handed me over the weekend. I've got all this prep to do on Monday. So my labor costs are going to be higher. My dollars per labor a week is going to, uh, per day or per person is going to be low. But again, I look at the whole week and there'll be days that make up for it. But it can it help me identify when I schedule the same people, the same shifts week after week that has nothing to do with sales. I promise people hours. And I go, hey, I was going to do $7,000 in sales, food sales one day, 10000 the other 
and each day only needs 40 hours, whatever the number is. Why is that I need the same amount for a busier day versus slower day? It means the slower day, I'm probably inefficient. You need to track labor on a daily basis. This is huge. Not just labor and dollars to give you a labor percentage, but you've got to track hours. And I'll talk about that. Control your labor costs. You need to analyze your labor after it ha happens. So now we're measuring. We're looking at our labor costs and tracking it on a daily basis. Tracking labor is so important. And in the same respect, we start to track by doing the dollars per labor of our work to see, did we hit our efficiencies? So let's assume for a moment, you're a restaurant owner who understands that you need to control your labor cost. You have a budget in place, which means you know your labor cost targets by month and you buy into the need to go into next week on budget, that we need to schedule on budget. What steps should you follow to make sure you go into next week on schedule, right? <clears throat> on budget. Well, number one, you need to create scheduling templates inside your scheduling software. Again, the old days, I'm an old timer. I've been doing this for 30 plus years, been coaching for 20. We used to do something called staffing guides where you'd say, I need three servers in the AM, six in the PM. I need two cooks in the AM. I need four in the PM. And we'd look at each day and put a staffing guide. But the truth is with software, it makes it so much better. You create your $10,000 week, your $15,000 a week, your $40,000 week, your $100,000 week, and you build the perfect schedule for every position. This allows you to not only make sure you have enough people on, you're leaving breadcrumbs for your managers to schedule on budget. Because any stagger starting has been built in. Who, what positions you need, stations, everything's built in. You just drag and drop your employees in. That's huge. So it means that the old school way of doing things, the way I was taught with staffing guides is out of date. We need software. Number two, you need to grab your labor targets for next week, schedule from your budget. See, your budget is going to give you a line item. If you're using my, my budget builder MVP, a line item called the labor allotment, which is just your labor, not including taxes, benefits, insurance, not including owner salary or admins, your managers and your hourly people. And it gives you the percentage you're supposed to shoot for. That's going to be important because again, based on our budget, we may have a higher or lower labor cost by month based on seasonality. This again is our labor allotment target. Step three is we're going to grab last week's numbers from your POS system and the numbers from your scheduling software. And we're going to calculate what so much we're going to sit there. We're going to grab last week's sales from the POS system. We're going to grab all of our positions, how many hours, regular hours, overtime hours, regular pay, overtime hours totaled. And we're going to be able to calculate average hourly wage by position. We're going to be able to calculate percentages that, that cooks represent 43% of all hours worked. We're going to have our average hourly wage for all positions. And we're going to know our labor costs for each one of those positions based on the sales. We've got all this data and now we've got that budget target. What it allows me to do is plug it into what I call my restaurant payroll guardian, a labor allotment system. That with all that data, we can say based on next week, we know we're going to do X thousand dollars in sales and our labor target from our budget and all the information we just plugged in, it's going to be able to tell me how many dollars and how many hours I have to schedule next week to be on budget. I can also refer to a dollars per labor hour work uh, a calculation what I call my restaurant labor efficiency finder to find out 
hey, when should I be using those hours? When should I not? And then we schedule next week on budget, which is amazing because now we're proactively going into the week on budget. We're not worrying about bringing people in and sending them home when it's too late. Step four, now that we have our scheduling templates and now that we have a budget, each one can tell me how many hours and dollars I have uh, that I'm spending or have to spend the actual against budgeted. This is before you post it for your employees. We compare the two. I call this my labor discrepancy finder. And when I find that I'm 14 hours over in my kitchen, I start to stagger start. When I find that I'm five hours over in my servers, I start to stagger start. When I find that I'm 10 hours under my hosts, I start thinking about, am I short staffed? And do I need to take some of those server hours and move them down, meaning a server down so they can handle it. It gives me the ability to adjust my schedule. Even though I used a template, the template's not going to be perfect. It's a generality of what we build it for. If it's $10,000 off, $3,000 off, whatever it may be, every dollar counts. And so again, being able to adjust before you post is huge. Step five, if you're over budget, now we negotiate with other departments. We strategize a plan to get back on budget. What do I mean? Well, let's say that I'm 14 hours over in the kitchen. I've done everything I can, but what I do is I've got all this prep to do for a party. That's Monday. The sales for that catering is next week, but I need the labor today. I can simply go to a front house manager. Hey, I need 10 hours. Would you mind if I steal 10 hours from you? If it's no impact, I, I can make that trade. Or I can start to come to you as the owner or general manager and go, Hey, I'm going to be 14 hours over. This is what I did. I would have been 25 hours over. And over the next two weeks, I've got a plan. I'm going to strategize, give you a plan on what's going to bring me back on budget. And that's huge. Instead of looking backwards and accepting we lost money and forgetting about it, we say, Hey, I know that I'm about to be over budget and I've got a plan to get myself back on budget. That's huge. And six. Finally, you got to get the owner's approval or the general manager, if they've give, been given budgetary responsibility to post the schedule when it is on budget, when it has been approved, if there's a plan, if it's over budget, see, following these steps automatically will lower your labor costs because you're going to do two things out of the gate. One, you're scheduling for the needs of the business rather than bringing in too many people and praying you're busy and sending them home before it's, and then it's too late. And two, you're holding your managers accountable to a budget. Oh, by the way, I teach the exact system in my book, Restaurant Prosperity Formula, what successful restaurant tours do. If you want to control your labor cost, scheduling on budget is only half the battle. And before you start jumping into more advanced controls, like dollars per labor hour worked, the second half of the battle is tracking your labor costs on a daily basis, because the phrase that which you measure improves is 100% correct. Now, most restaurant managers, well, they've been taught again to track labor on a daily basis, but heck, many of them have been taught to track on a daily basis, just the dollars that came in in sales and the dollars you spent to come up with a labor percentage, right? So, and some of them even been taught to do the running total. So Monday, my labor cost is 18%. Tuesdays, my, my labor cost is 22 and the running total is 20. Let's just make it easy math. 
and the days go on. And as I do this, I start to see where my labor cost is going to be. And I can still work towards the right target. But the truth is, it's not all there. See, the Google Sheet that I share with my members, the Restaurant Labor Tracker, is literally going to track a lot of details, probably more details than I can describe right now, from expected sales, forecasted sales, to sales needed to hit your labor target, to originally scheduled hours versus actually worked hours, originally scheduled dollars to what was actually used, and running totals and so on. It's a little bit complex, but easy to use. It's just data entry. What I want to share with you is one thing that you can do today to track and control your labor cost that is just kind of pulled from that spreadsheet that you can do right now. Because again, you can track your sales and you can track your labor costs by percentage and dollars. And you can do a running total, but it doesn't tell the whole picture. What I want you to do is one more thing. I want you to look and start to track your originally scheduled hours with those hours that were actually worked. So when you look at it and you say, hey, we originally scheduled, call it 85 hours on Monday. But Tuesday morning, I walk in and we work 90 hours. Well, let's say I forecasted $7,000 in sales, but I worked more hours. What would your expectation be? That my sales should be higher than $7,000. But when I find it $7,000 or less, it means I've got managers who are falling asleep at the wheel, not cutting properly, not paying attention to the POS system and the needs of the business. So you've got to train your managers to look at their sales every half hour to identify time to cut. You need to teach your managers to look at, well, who closed the shift last night if my hours are higher, my sales are lower? What kind of coaching does that manager need in order to start to interpret the numbers on a daily basis and keep us on budget? When you track, you're gonna help your managers come up with a plan to get back on track. See, I can see that we screwed up our labor costs on Monday, but that gives me six more days to fix it without cutting service levels. See, the last thing we want to do is get to Friday and go cut, cut, cut like a chicken with your head cut off when we're coming up on the two busiest sales day of the week. But that we finally looked at our labor costs and we're way over and we've got to track. We've got to, we've got to bring it back. My case in point here. One of my Mastery Plus members recently reached out to me because he wanted to get the whole labor suite of my systems back in place in his restaurant. See, he was frustrated because he really wasn't holding his managers accountable to the systems and his labor costs, well, they were over budget. So he knew it was time to get back in the trenches, refocus, and that's not unusual. No matter how good a restaurant owner you are, we take our eye off the ball from time to time and we just have to refocus. So we got on a Zoom, and I, I first told him to rewatch, I've got this, this in my training library, a two hour video that walks through all the labor systems from A to Z, step by step by step, how they connect, where the numbers come from, a deep dive on all the labor systems that I teach to truly control the labor costs. Cause you've kind of got to understand how all the pieces fit together. The puzzle pieces fit. Then we looked well at the systems he was already using. My systems, numbers, his numbers. And two things popped to my attention. It's like, boom. Like, wow, I can see this right away. 
He wasn't holding his managers accountable to the scheduled budget. I could see that in the schedule variance. He was approving a schedule that was over budget week after week after week. Only a few hours, but only a few hours is money. Whose money? Your money. And two, while they're filling out my labor tracker, the actual sheet that I just talked about, they weren't mining it for the right information to make changes in their business. They were just typing in the numbers and looking backwards going, oh my. Ultimately, we got on a second Zoom a couple weeks later and I walked him step by step through the labor tracker. He understood that basically this, what I shared with him was that I taught him his managers needed to start basically to be held accountable to the numbers. They needed to be held accountable to the numbers, basically those scheduled hours and sales. So what we did is we walked through and I said, hey, look at this day, sale, expected sales versus actual sales, expected hours or originally scheduled hours, what was actually worked. And we could see on a consistent basis, certain days were controlled and certain days were out of budget, but nobody ever tried to get it back on budget. We just kind of tracked. And I said, I can tell you that's probably the same manager closing. That same manager needs some coaching. So he had a great understanding of the tracker, went back to his management team and taught them. Now, a couple weeks later, I received a text message from him and literally on my phone, a text message. And it read like this, since our chat, we've been hitting our labor numbers, had a weaker sales week, just finished up, still hit our targets. The labor tracker is working great. That is what it's all about. If you want to control your labor, it starts with a budget. It goes into proactive scheduling, but if you don't track, you're never going to control it. If you'd like to learn more about controlling your labor costs and ask me questions directly, be sure to join me live every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific time on YouTube, travel scheduled permitting, where I'll get you pumped about the upcoming weekend, get you excited about crushing your goals and finding the motivation to be the best you possible. Plus I'll answer your burning questions live. Hey, that was an awesome episode. I want to thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I want to give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry. For more restaurant resources or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better. And your restaurant is going to kick some ass.